Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's officially summer. Hey, welcome to Tita Talks, where we talk about K-drama, Epidoy, Talaserie. Oh my gosh, Baskil is real. <laughs> Sobrang init. <laughs> Naririnig nyo na naman yung aircon. Hey, are you looking for a licensed financial wealth planner? Well, you probably know Cindy from my previous episode. I think nakadalawang episode na si Cindy sa podcast na to. She is actually a licensed financial wealth planner. And if you do want to know how you can better manage your finances and if you really need an insurance, well, you do. Um, you actually can ask Cindy um, on Facebook. She is Cindy Marie 29 On Instagram, it's Cindy C-I-N-D-Y-S-L-V-A on Instagram and her phone number is 0915-977-0288. She will answer all your questions regarding finances and better managing them. Financial planning, financial protection insurance, health insurance, lalo na ngayon, di ba? Sa panahon ngayon, educational plans, retirement plans, estate plans, stock market investment, you can definitely reach out to her and she will definitely answer all your questions and may sobra pang chismis. <laughs> Honestly, magaling si Cindy sa mga explanation and you can definitely reach out to her. Her number again is 0915-977-0288. Now, on to today's episode. Today is actually, this episode is actually part 2, tama? Yeah, technically, part 2 na siya ng 4-part series all about the Reply trilogy ni writer Lee Woo-jung and director Shin Woon-ho. Now, if you remember the previous episode, we talked about Reply 1988 with Trisha. Thank you again. And today's episode is going to be another Reply series na part ng trilogy. And I'm actually... May mga alinlangan ako noong una. Eh, explain ko yan later on. <laughs> but if you follow me on Twitter, which is again at TalksTita, you probably would have seen my tweet explaining why two weeks ago I wasn't able to upload anything on the podcast um, and also was totally offline on all my social media accounts. Um, recently, we um, lost someone we loved. It's really hard. It, it's a really hard time for us. And during those times na we are still recovering from the shock and the heartache of losing someone we love, um, isan sa mga naging sandalang ko talaga was actually K-drama. I mean, K-drama helped me again 
recover, nakalimot, tumawa, kahit napakahirap tumawa. And isa sa mga, yun nga, sa k-drama na sumalba sa akin ay itong k-drama na pag-uusapan natin today. This is part 2 of the four-part series and today... We are going to talk about the second installment of the Reply Trilogy, which is Reply 1994. <laughs> ng emotional dancer. Yung sumasayo pero naluluha. <laughs> Para kong tanga. Sumasayo ako sa tugtog tapos naluluha ako kasi naalala ko na naman yung series na hindi ko na sila nakikita. Natapos na siya. Ay nako. Kung pwede nang talaga yun, no? Yung parang selective amnesia. Yung parang pag maganda yung series, gusto ko i-delete lahat yung memory ko about the series. Parang pag manonood ulit ako, tapos mag enjoy ulit ako, tatawa ulit ako, kikiligin ulit ako. <laughs> Ay, nako. Anyway, that was Only Feeling You, performed by some of the cast of the series, uh, Jungwoo, Yoo Sok, and Song uh, Son Hoojeon. Now, the series, which is again part of the trilogy, is the second um, installment of the three-part reply series by writer Lee Wojong and director Shin Woon-ho. This was actually way back um, 2013. So it aired on TVN from October 18 to December 28, 2013. And before Goblin, before Sky Castle, before Reply 1988... Um, ano pa ba? Before Crash Landing on You, this was actually, for a time, the highest rated K-drama series on cable television. And it had an average rating of 11.5. 
which at that time in 2013 is actually already a big number for a cable television series. Now, to Reply 1994 is again set in 1994, wherein six university students from the various provincial areas of South Korea, hindi ko na mention dahil medyo mahirap ang pronunciation, so they live together at a boarding house in Sinchon, Seoul, which is run by a couple with a daughter named Song Na Jong. Um, like its predecessor, Reply 1997, it follows a story, a non-linear storytelling where it shifts between the past 1994 and the present at that time, which is 2013, making the viewers guess who will be Najong's husband among the male characters. Now, the series follows the historically and culturally significant events that happened in the country between 1994 and the years that follow, including the emergence of a seminal K-pop group So Taiji, Taiji? Sorry, di ko alam kung magbikas. So Taiji, or Taiji M. Boys, uh, the Sampong, Sampong department store collapse, and the birth of the Korean Basketball League. The names of the boys are revealed later to avoid spoilers. And actually, even Wikipedia doesn't have the complete name. Um, it only has the nickname of the characters, no mga boys. So you really are spared from the from spoilers. They're mostly referred by their nicknames in the whole uh, series. And so the series stars Go Ara as Song Najong, Jong Wo as Shreki or Trash or Garbage, and Yo Yun Sok. Yo Yun Sok. Opa! Wikiligi. <laughs> Yo Yun Sok as Chilbong or uh, meaning seven shutouts. Um, he's a baseball player here, so it's actually a term used in baseball. So, pasensya na, wala, wala na naman akong alam sa mga baseball, baseball term na yan. Kim Sung Kyon, um, which if you have seen Reply 1988, you'd probably remember him as the father of Jung Won. But in the series, he plays Sam Chonpo, um, which is actually referencing his hometown, which I don't know kung tama na naman ang pagkabigkas ko. But I think it's Sam Chonpo in South Gyeongsang province. And Son Hoo-jon, who plays Hai Tai, or yeah, I think Hai Tai ang pagpronounce nito, which is referencing the baseball team Hai Tai Tigers. And Baro, or as Bingere, or Smiley, Sorry, hindi ko talaga alam kung paano ibigkas yung kanilang um, apelido. But he plays here as the cousin of the character of Yo Yun Sok. Um, Min Do Hee, which plays Yeon Jin. Siya lang yung other girl, kumbaga, sa group of kids na, na part ng series na to. And sino pa ba? Um, of course, ang naging nanay at tatay nating lahat sa buong Reply series, si Song Dong-il, who plays again his character, Song Dong-il, and ang kanyang pambansang asawa. <laughs> I, I really think that they are the national parents of the K-drama world. Si Lee Il-wa, who again plays as the mom, so they basically run the whole... Um, Uh, boarding house in Seoul. The series has eight songs na part ng OST niya and some of them were sang by Roy Kim, uh, B1A4, sino ba ba? Dia, 
of course, yung kanina, yung cast, yung cast or characters ng series na to, Jong Woo, Yoon Sook, Son Ho Joon, and there's also a song na kinamta dito ni Go Ara. But there's one song that actually I have, I had trouble nahanapin siya because it's not really part of the OST but if you remember if you, if you have seen Reply 1994 you probably would remember this song this cute bop song na piniplay nila every time na may mga romantic or nakakakilig na scene si Streky or si Trash and si Najong and that was not part of the OST so nung hinahanap ko na yung mga songs and try ko na silang i-download sa Spotify it was not, not included so Kinabahan na naman ako kasi sabi ko, it was really a good song but it's not part of Spotify. So yun, talagang nagtsaga ako, hinahanap ko tong song na to. And fortunately, pag may sipag at tsaga talaga, <laughs> nahanap mo ang gusto mong makita. So nahanap ko siya and I finally found it on Spotify. It's actually available and I actually tweeted it if you want to download it as well for your own playlist. But I'm talking about the song Feeling Love by Sun or Sun which is part of the scenes na talaga namang kiniligan natin sa Reply 1994. So if you don't remember the song, here it is. naalala mo na, diba? Kilig tayo eh. Nagdagdag talaga tong song na to sa kilig moments. Ay, I guess maybe because it was 2013 and Spotify at that time wasn't really that big yet. Kaya siguro yung mga songs na part ng OST ng Reply 1994 are not all available. And, well, there are some na available na uh, pa rin, actually, um, sa Spotify. So, you can just go ahead and check that out. Anyway, so let's go ahead and talk about the series. So, siguro naman 2013 pa to, hindi na ako spoiler. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so um, okay. Honestly, ang daming nagsasuggest sa akin na tapusin yung buong Reply series. But, I actually started with Reply 1988 and I, I loved it. Okay? And I saw the, before that I, I already watched Um, prison Playbook, uh, ano pa? and then recently Hospital Playlist. So, it just so happened na talagang hindi sa akin naging appealing ang Reply 1994 because ito yung <laughs> aamin ako. Sinabi ko na rin naman to sa Twitter eh. 
hindi ko talaga alam kung bakit, pero parang meron akong galit. <laughs> Unexplained galit kay Goara. Hindi ko alam kung bakit. <laughs> hindi naman siya umutang sa akin na tinakbuhan ako. Hindi niya naman ako inaway. Hindi niya ako chinismis. <laughs> pero hindi ko alam kung bakit hindi ko siya talaga bet. So any series na, na nag-star siya, parang ang hirap na napanoorin, na kumbinsin yung sarili ko na panoorin siya. So when I learned that Reply 1997, which is at that time parang mataas pa ata yung ranking niya, eh. parang I think part pa siya ng top 15 of the highest rated K-drama series on cable TV, television. Hindi ako nakukumbinsing panoorin. Although I am curious kung bakit ang taas ng ratings niya. Pero hindi ako nakukumbinsing kasi si Goara. <laughs> Sorry na kung fan ka ni Goara. Sorry na talaga. Hindi ko alam kung dahil ba sa mga past na K-drama series na napanood ko na siya. Um, kasi una ko siya napanood, I think that was way back 2000 something. Yung um, You're All Surrounded. Doon ko siya una napanood. Um... san pa ba sa warang and then yung well prior to reply 1994 yung pinaka recent ko na napanood ko siya was Miss Hamurabi which again in all those series oh black oh my god i forgot which black technically hindi ko siya talaga napanood kasi one episode lang ako and give up na ako ayoko na talaga hindi ko talaga kaya ang powers ni Go <laughs> Hindi ko alam kung bakit. Siguro, it's the same thing as with you guys, with some of you guys who don't like, um, uh, sino to? Si Park Shinye. Ito naman siguro sa akin yung parang Park Shinye ng buhay ko. <laughs> siguro, hindi ko alam kung bakit. But, eto na, good news. Sa series na to, nagustuhan ko siya. <laughs> hindi ko alam kung dahil Sum- sa wakas, nagswak na yung pabebe niyang acting. Dahil yung character niya dito talaga masyadong pabebe. <laughs> so, nagswak na rin sa wakas yung acting niya. Or, is it because talagang na- ng ganda nun, ang ganda din ng kwento niya, ang love story niya. So, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about the series. So, let's talk about the strengths of the series, of course. Number one for me is the love story of the lead characters. Ngayon pa lang sasabihin ko na this for me had the uh, hmm, best among the three sa tatlong reply 1997, 1994, 1988 moments that you wish would have been shown yung parang how did they explain to their parents na sila na pala kasi di ba at that time hindi nila masabi or maamin sa parents nila na sila nga talaga 
At totoo yung chismis na magjowa sila yung nasa dyaryo. Kasi nga, at the time, iniingatan nilang hindi maging upset yung mga magulang nila. Kasi nga, may pinagdadaanan na sa kay Bora at kay, kay Sonbo. So, syempre, ikaw as a viewer, you wish that it could have been shown as well. Although it doesn't really makes it bad. Yung, I mean, yung reply 1988 wasn't really that much affected. But yun yung mga parang, ah, sana. Yung mga parang additional na lang sana. Pero it was still a good series, reply 1988, with, without that part. It was still a good series. Pero ito kasi sa reply 1994, it's a very detailed story. You've seen how they develop from friends or sort of like family sort of type into lovers into um, a married couple and nakita mo yung pinagdaanan nila from their heartaches from their breakup to hanggang sa nagkabalikan sila and so on so it gives you a fulfilling feeling, feeling na parang ikaw as a viewer naisama ka nila sa buong journey mo at hindi yung parang putol-putol which is yun yung naging problema or hindi naman problema pero medyo naging kulang sa reply 1988 kasi kumbaga nakita mo nag-develop sila into lovers but you don't really see how yung parang detailed na nangyari kung paano sila naging paano sila kinasal kung paano naging you know yun nga yung inexplain nila sa magulang nila dito medyo detailed siya kasi yun nga naging focus ng story yung buong love story niya uh, sila talaga yung lead uh, nakikita mo talaga na kami ang bida kami ang talagang main characters. So yun, that's what I love about Reply 1994. And of course, the second lead syndrome. Officially, officially, isa na naman po ako sa mga tagahanga at nagmamahal at tumaasang maging asawa. <laughs> si Yo Yun Sok. Um, I've seen Yo Yun Sok. Actually, una ko siya nakita sa um, Dr. Dr. Kim, ang haba ng title ng series na yun. Romantic Dr. Teacher Kim. Basta, yun na, si Dr. Kim. Yun yun. Doon ko siya una nakita. And I love his character there. Tapos, um, after that, napanood ko siya sa hospital playlist. So, nagustuhan ko na naman yung character niya doon. And so, yung character niya dito, which apparently is more like the predecessor of all the other characters na napanood ko na series. Oh my gosh. his character is so lovable. At yun talaga, eto talaga yung parang iniisip mo na sana sa akin ka na lang. <laughs> Mapapaganon ka talaga eh. Akin ka na lang. Akin ka na lang kuya. <laughs> Kasi talagang ang tindi ng second lead syndrome na even at the very last few episode, I was still hoping for na parang magkaroon siya ng love life. Even if it's not with Najong, pero yung magkaroon na lang siya ng love life kasi talagang napamahal siya sa'yo. Yun nga, medyo nag-struggle ako ng simula kasi parang sabi ko, siya kaya talagang makakatuluyan. Pero feeling ko hindi siya eh. So parang napaka-good ng character niya na parang ito yung example ng mga yung mga perfect sana na, na lalaki pero alam mong hindi pa patulan ng bilang lala, babae. Kasi doon pa rin sila sa character na basta <laughs> chaotic, kumbaga. Ganun naman sa mga k-drama series, diba? Yung mga second lead actors, second lead uh, characters, sila usually yung perfect mababait, matalino, ginagalang yung bilang babae, respectful, always there for the bida, diba? But they all, we all know 
if you have been watching teleserye and k-dramas, you all know na hindi sila ang nagguwin at the end. It's very rare for those type of men to end up with the leading character, lead female character. So, yun nga, somehow I knew even before na in, pinakita nila yung talagang naging asawa ni Najong, uh, somehow I knew that he will not end up with her. <laughs> so, kaya nga ando na ako sa parang, kuya, akin ka na lang. Akin ka na lang talaga. <laughs> anyway, alright. So, yun. It was one of the best second lead syndrome. Talagang mabibigyan kanya ng, yun, second lead syndrome. Umaasa ka na siya pa rin na yung makatalu- makatuluyan. And nagdududa ka kung tama nga talagang ibinigay kay Shreki yung, yung throne ang pagiging asawa ni Nacho. O yan na, spoiler na. So anyway, yun. Um, that's one of the things that I love about the series. And also, for me, ah, for me, as a promdi, and I, if you have been following or listening to my podcast, you probably know that I am from the province. So I'm a Bicolana and actually... Well, technically, hindi ako nag-aral sa Manila, So, I wasn't one of those na galing sa probinsya, pumunta sa capital city of the prov- or province, the capital city of the country, parang ganun. Which is somehow parang ganito sa, ano, sa Reply 1994. So, they came from the provinces and they all moved to the main city or the capital, which is Seoul. And doon sila tumira in a boarding house. Somehow, I, I can relate because uh, I came from a rather hindi it's it's still a province it's still within Bicol but I came from another province and I studied in Legazpi so I had to board as well so alam ko yung feeling so for me Reply 1994 was actually sending me to memo, down the memory lane so buhay um, ano yun boarding house ko <laughs> so It was actually, parang, it reminded me of my life na sa boarding house ako with my, with all the friends that I've met there. And it was really a well-told story of how promdis deal with, you know, boarding house life, living in the city, living far from parents and from family, and the things that you have to deal with kapag nasa, yun nga, ibang lugar ka at nakatira kayo sa iisang bahay. Although, ang tinirahan ko was all-female um, boarding house. So, <laughs> yung gulo, yung chismisan, yung hindi nyo pagkakaintindihan. For me, talagang super relate ako sa Reply 1994. And I think someone in Twitter already mentioned that kasi napakinggan natin yung episode ko uh, when I talk about the Buhay Promdi. So, she suggested that I watch um, Reply 1997 at that time. So, yun nga, wala pa ako sa ano nun. Hindi ko pa talaga gusto kasi nga, si Goara. <laughs> Naamin ko naman, may pedyo may prejudice ako sa series dahil sa kay ate. Hindi ko alam kung bakit. Huwag nyo nang tanungin. So, yun. Hindi ko siya inexpect na talagang totally makaka-relate ako kasi nga number one, it was in set in Korea. And again, there there's cultural differences. So I, I really you know, may prejudice ka nga na parang hindi ka makaka-relate kasi the life the from other 
countries is different from the life that we had in the Philippines. So, at that time, nung pinapanood ko yung series, and yun nga, unti-unti na, naalala ko yung mga uh, moments ko sa boarding house, yung mga friends ko na na-meet ko sa boarding house. Oh, man. Talagang naging emotional ako sa series na to. At naging emotional na naman ako. Naiiyak-iyak ako. Kasi talagang, it was one of those moments na I feel so free. I feel so alive. And talagang yung, yun yung kasagsagan ng pagkabata mo na talagang lahat ng kalukuhan, lahat ng tawanan, lahat ng gulo na daanan namin. As in, ang boarding house life ko nun talagang nag-enjoy. And I think if I would have my own family, I would love to have my child experience that life as well. Living with strangers. And you know, there's still ups and downs. Uh, may mga good side and bad side ng pagkikipag, you know, nakatira sa boarding house because syempre, yun nga, sa, sa series na rin tinalakay nila how sometimes you worry about your parents kasi yun nga, malayo kayo. Um, the good thing is that during our time, madali na kasi may telepono na, so hindi na siya beeper, <laughs> hindi na namin kailangan sumulat ng letter or magtelegrama, diba, na kailan pa darating, parang nakauwi ka na lang, yung sulat hindi pa nakakarating sa'yo, parang ganun. So fortunately, during our time, may telepono na, so it was easier for us to check with our parents, pero it's the same thing, you still long for your parents, lalo na pag may sakit, lalo na kapag pagod na pagod ka na, ayaw mo nang lumuto or ayaw mo nang um, maglaba, di ba? So, it was somehow the series helped me remember those glory days. Those youthful days na ah, ang sarap balikan din talaga. So, it, the series was really, really for me, ah, for me, ah, as someone who experienced the boarding house life and the, the life of a prom the na kailangan mag-deal with, you know, a very different environment. Very fast. Kahit sabihin natin na Saligaspi is not really the biggest city in the Philippines. It was totally different from where I came from. A small town in Sorsogon wherein yung mga, kumbaga, yung mga kapitbahay kilala mo, yung tricycle, yung sasakyan nyo, yung parang yung mga friends mo kahit hindi kayo mag-text or mag-usap sa telepono makakarating at mumpupuntahan yung isa't isa. <laughs> Kasi living in the in the city, you deal with a lot of things. Like, go, yung, number one, yung going around. Just like with episode one, diba, yung character dito ni uh, Kim Song-kyun, si Sam Chompon, nagkaligaw-ligaw. And I had my moments like that as well. So, when I was still new to the city, I had to learn how to get from one point to another na hindi ka nalilito, hindi ka naubusan ng pamasahe kasi mali-mali yung jeep na sinasakyan mo. Diba? May mga ganun. So, talagang tawang-tawa ako. So, yeah, those are the things that talagang if you are also um, a prom D, kahit nakitara ka sa mga kamag-anak mo, you, you probably would have relate sa series sa kung paano nakideal yung mga prom D sa buhay nila sa sa, sa city <laughs> sa kap, sa bagong environment um, the words yun yung mga salita kasi ba yung salita sa amin kahit pareho kaming nasa region of Bicol 
yung salita sa Legazpi is totally different sa salita sa, sa town namin. So, I had to adjust, I had to learn. And there were things na, yung, lalo na nung nag, uh, nag-stay na ako, nag-work na ako sa Manila, there were words na iba. Like, pare-pareho. Sa amin, parareho. Parang ganun. So, I was called out. Well, hindi naman called out. Pero, you know, na, na, napansin ng mga, ng mga colleagues ko sa Manila that I was using a different word, uh, the word differently. You know. So, there were so many things that I had to adjust. And while watching that Reply 1994, I remembered all of them, my life in Legazpi uh, as a student and also my life in Manila nung nagtatrabaho pa lang ako and it was like a few months after I moved to Manila so I had to adjust to a lot of things and yun, that's what I love about this series because it gives you that wonderful memory I don't know about you maybe you had a different experience nung nagbo-board ka or nung nasa Manila ka na fa- um, away from your parents but for me it was a really well-told story of the life ng mga promdi <laughs> kung paano kami nakikipagbaka nakikibaka yun <laughs> anyway um, OST as I've mentioned it was really good and I don't know if it's the the um the work of PD uh, Shin or they have um, a music curator pero every time that they every series so far that I've watched nang ginawa nilang dalawa it, what, the music is really good and it's amazing to know that these songs na medyo bop na siya na sumasakto na sa millennial kong tenga are actually songs from the 80s from the 90s diba? na parang what? They are old songs, pero nagawa nila ng paraan to make it relatable or somehow pleasing to the ears of the millennials or the Gen Zs. Diba? Galing. Ang galing lang talaga. It blows my mind. And then, of course, just like with Reply 1988, another strength of this series is how they showcase the 90s era. And... I don't know. Um, Reply 1988 kasi siguro dahil mas bata pa ako nung panahon na yun. So, hindi ko masyado, hindi ako nakarelate masyado sa mga cultural references na gino, ginamit nila doon. And the technology, kasi hindi ko na naabutan yung, oh well, naabutan ko naman technically yung panahon na wala pang cellphone. Pero kasi sa Reply 1994, ito talaga yung kasagsagan ng kabataan ko. As in talagang mulat na mulat na ako sa mundo, sa nangyayari, sa paligid. So I was able to relate on yung technology, sa paper, uh, sa telepono, yung mga telepono na parang ang liit pa ng screen ng LCD. Kasi ilang lines lang yung pwede mong i-text eh. Tapos minsan yung mga calls mo, ano lang, talagang tipid na tipid ka. And then, of course, yung paggamit nila ng tape, ng CD. Oh my gosh. May isang scene dito sa Reply 1994, kung naalala mo, yung parang nagre-record sila ng um, um, song, I think. Yung parang welcome um, song sa beeper message. I don't know kung anong tawag doon <laughs> ni Shreki or ni Trash. Diba? Parang nagre-record sila from the tape, tapos nire-record nila sa cellphone or sa telepono. <laughs> I remember so many times na ganun yung ginagawa ko. Yung parang call waiting ata yun or parang, uh, 
ano bang ginagamit natin noon? Basta may mga, na naalala ko talaga, minsan nare-record ko yung mga song. Oh, from radio to tape. Yun, yung pala yung naalala ko. Kasi diba, at that time, uso pa yung mga blank tape. So, yung mga songs na pinapatugtog nila sa mga FM radios, kasi hindi naman lahat nakaka-afford. So, hindi rin lahat available yung makakuha ng mga tape, ng mga songs, ng mga idol nila. So, before, what I would do is I would request a song. <laughs> Ang tanda na. Nagre-request ako ng song sa radio station and then I would wait for it to be played and once I ha- once they play it, talagang automatic nire-record ko yan para mag-erect magkaroon ako ng mixtape. Tapos yun yung mga favorite songs ko pini-play ko doon. <laughs> yun yung part ng mixtape. Tanda. <laughs> oh my gosh, may mga makakakinig nito na hindi na makaka-relate ko ano yung pinagsasabi ko. But anyway, if you were born during that time na uso or kasagsagan ng mga tape, ng CD, ng Discman, ano pa ba ng mga Walkman. Oh my gosh. Ah, the our youth. <laughs> Ay nako, panahon nga naman. Nakakatuwa lang talaga manood nitong Reply 1994 kasi talagang super relate ako. Compared sa Reply 1988, hindi ko kasi masyado talaga naalala yung panahon ng 80s. Kasi nga, medyo bagets pa ako noon. Pero talaga yung 1994, ah, panahon ko yan. Panahon ko yan. Yung mga, yung mga outfit, yung mga hairstyle, ah, ay nako. And yun nga, surprisingly, hindi rin pala talaga nagkakalayo ta- yung panahon natin uh, sa Philippines at sa sa Korea. Yun yung na- medyo naging talagang surprising sa akin sa panonood nito mga reply 1990 90s, 1988-97-94 na series. Kasi yun nga yung naging alinlangan ko nung una kasi akala ko talaga hindi ako makaka-relate kasi magkaiba yung kultura natin iba yung Korea iba yung Pilipinas so di ba parang napaka-imposibleng mag- makarelate tayo pero if you look at it if you've watched the series you actually would notice that it's not really that it's very much similar hindi hindi nagkakalayo ng kung ano yung 90s yung panahon ng 90s sa atin dito at noon yung mga fans ng mga um, groups yung mga idol groups um, sa atin kasi yung uso naman noon yung mga panahon ng mga banda and ganun din sa kanila mga banda mga yung mga duo mga nagra-rap yung mga ganun andiyan ang dami din sa atin ng mga usong ganyan diba sa Francis M ang dami so talagang halos pareho lang yung takbo ng 90s na mga Koreano sa mga Pilipino. And yun. I just really love that about the series kasi talagang it takes you back. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe for younger ones it doesn't really give you that feeling. Pero sa aming mga thunders, <laughs> yun yung isa sa mga feelings na naramdaman namin na habang nanonood nitong Reply 1994. And actually, all the reply series, it, it gives you that feeling that you, it takes you down that memory lane. Yung parang panahon na ang iniisip mo lang ay kung anong lalaroin yung bukas, kung paano ka magpapaalam na makikipaglaro ka sa kapitbahay nyo. <laughs> yun yun. Now, um, let's talk about the things that had medyo naging weakness for me about for this series. 
Um, actually, hindi ko alam kung weakness talaga siya maituturing kasi if you remember in the series, si Son Hojun or who plays Haitai had a very charming character. Very charming yung character niya. is very friendly. He's a supportive friend. He was always there to help the girls. Actually, hindi lang si Najong, pati na rin si Yojin. So, for me, hindi ko alam kung it's a good thing na parang hindi niya nakatuluyan si Yojin at hindi rin siya naging, kumbaga hindi rin technically na ilatag na crush niya si Najong. Pero kasi nangihinayang ako sa potential. Because he had moments na parang ang sarap niya maging kasama ni Najong. Na parang siya na lang kaya. Kasi parang lahat ng mga lalaki, hindi siya, parang hindi nagiging uh, mabuti kay Najong at that particular episode. Tapos, etong si Hai uh, si Haitai, he was always supportive of Najong and he was there to comfort her, uh, give advice. Kaya talaga parang sa, nangihinayang ako sa love, sa potential love story niya. And kung hindi man kay Najong, nanghinayang ako na hindi rin siya naging katuluyan ni Yojin. Kasi parang for me, sana parang mas cute silang dalawa. Parang mas cute yung tandem nilang dalawa na parang nung una, di ba may yung, nalala yung bus scene na munti ka nang maiwan si Haitai ng bus kasi nga nashock siya dun sa parang namatay yung sa, yung balita na namatay yung leader ng North Korea which shocked the whole nation as well. So, may, may scene dun, di ba, na parang dahil kay Yojin, hindi nakaalis yung bus hanggat hindi dumating si uh, no, Haitai. So, parang ako, kinilig ako dun sa moment na yun. At tapos, nung hindi naging sila, nanghinayang ako na parang, ah, okay. So, hindi rin pala talaga siya. Which brings me to my second not so good or weakness about the series. I guess this is because I've watched 1988 prior to 1994. So again, it's my fault. <laughs> Kung bakit hindi ko sila pinanood on their, you know, the actual um, succession. At hindi talaga yung, ginamit ko yung per year eh. Nauna yung 1988, 1994, 1997. So I guess this is my fault for doing that. But I really had a hard time. Yung character ni Kim Songkyun dito, si Sam po, I really had a hard time accepting his character. Actually, until the very end, it was really awkward. Kasi nga, I know for a fact that he's older. He's older than all the cast na part ng series na to, ng 1994. And yun nga, looking, remembering him as one of the Ajusi or one of the elders of Reply 1988, It's so awkward to see him with a very young-looking girl. <laughs> na parang, okay, um, the boat scene, yung nasa bangka sila, and you know, they kissed. Mekilig, but then all the other scenes na magka- naglalambingan sila, and all the kilig scenes that they had there, it was so awkward. <laughs> It was so awkward for me. Parang gusto ko sabihin, Ah, Jose, anong ginagawa mo dyan? Inahanap ka na ni Jongwan. <laughs> Inahanap ka na ni Ramiran. Yung parang ganun, yun, yun yung naging feeling ko sa kanya. So, all throughout the series, 
siya talaga yung pinaka-awkward. And again, it's my fault. It's my fault for doing that because I had, I watched Reply 1988 before 1994. So I guess if you watch it by the actual play date, so I guess hindi ka garon magkakaroon ng ano ng awkward feeling and you would have probably enjoyed kasi nakakakilig naman talaga you how they develop from enemies to f- love to friends and then to lovers so yung kwento nila ni Yojin was really good as well it's just again my fault <laughs> kung bakit um also another thing that i find that it's not really a new strength or it it's not so good on the series is how they take on the LGBT character here. So, see, si Bengare, although it's not really stated on the series na baklasha, but somehow you had the impression that he is and he had a crush on Treki. Medyo naging awkward din sa akin yung naging take na at the very end, he actually somehow was just confused. Parang ganun yung naging, naging latag ng kwento na hindi siya gay. He was just confused. Which for me is not really good. Kasi it means that somehow may suppressed feeling siya na hindi niya alam, ina-acknowledge that he had to test if talagang may gusto siya sa babae or something. I don't know. Maybe maybe you have a different opinion on that maybe you can explain it further maybe I'm seeing it differently maybe you can explain that to me again my twitter is at talkstita so just tweet me send me a DM if we want to discuss it more or explain it further but ganun yung naging take ko sa character niya eh. medyo it was for me na parang he is trying so hard to suppress his feeling na hindi niya ma-admit sa sarili niya that he's actually gay and I don't know kung yun yung naging interpretation ko uh, lang sa series but somehow I feel that hindi niya talaga alam kung sino siya <laughs> parang ganun na parang he is in love he was in love with Shreki and it wasn't just a mere admiration it was love for me with all the things that he has done for Shreki for his love for Shreki it was love for me so I don't know kung bakit ganun ang naging takbo ng kwento niya that he eventually confirmed na it was not really love but it was just mere confusion on how Shreki treated him na in the past walang gumaganon sa kanya so somehow nung naging mabait and someone helped him naging ganun yung feeling niya I don't know I, 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 for me it was a really confusing story and something na hindi ko talaga nagustuhan sa Reply 1994 kasi for me it was like we have LGBT but then again it's not so LGBT parang may ganun yung parang kung ilalabas mo din yung paa mo ilabas mo na yung dalawang paa diba? parang ganun yung nag- naging sa- yung tumatakbo sa isip ko na parang yung paa niya nilabas niya na para nagigets mo yung analogy ko eh. parang isang paa lang yung nilalabas niya tapos binabawi-bawi pa niya parang ganun anyway so yun yun yung isa sa mga hindi ko nagustuhan sa Reply 1994 um, I just feel that they were so scared about the LGBT take again but I don't know um, yun uh, it, it was so confusing and so awkward also 
I had some issue with my feelings towards the character of Chil, na, si Chilbong, yung character ni uh, Yoyon Sok. Um, nung una, yes, I would admit that it's really nakakilig yung kanilang, ang um, yung pagiging second lead niya, talagang nag-wish ako na siya na lang talagang yung patulan ni Najong. But nung nag- naging silang dalawa na ni Streky, and it was very obvious that they love each other, yun nga, na hindi talaga niya, hindi talaga siya mahal ni Najong and wala siyang chance kay Najong, I, I really felt awkward again with how he accepted it. He did not accept it at all. Na parang, okay, pagbibigyan kita, pero siguraduhin mong itatali mo yung si Najong. Parang yung naging take ko sa scene nila na kinakausap niya si Sreki na siguraduhin mo lang na hindi yan mababakante at may iwan si Najong ng hindi ka kasama dahil kukunin ko yan. Yun, yun yung naging take ko sa usapan nila ni Sreki. Na parang, girl, ay, girl, tuloy. Kuya, like, dude, give up. Okay? Hindi ka bet ng babae. At saka mahal nilang isa't isa. So, just give up. Graciously bow from the, ano, from the competition, kumbaga. Parang naging masyado siyang ano ba? Ano bang word for him? Masyado na siya naging um, selfish and um, possessive, yun. Possessive, obsessed, obsession. Obsession na actually talaga yun eh. Borderline obsession na yung nangyayari sa kanya. Kasi talagang, for me, iba, kung it's a clear sign, there's a clear sign that the girl is in love with this guy and the guy loves this girl as well. So, might as well give up, di ba? I don't know. Maybe because, yun nga, first love niya and it's really hard to give up on a first love as well. Aminin naman natin, talagang mahirap mag-give up sa first love. Pero, di ba, when you see that your love is already happy with someone else, graciously bow out, di ba? Parang ganun yung take ko dun sa dapat na nangyari. Pero, I guess, yun nga, somehow, nag- Pakalayo-layo na nga siya, pero wala. Eh, medyo naging ano lang yung take ko sa kanya, sa karakter niya. Doon sa pag-uusap talaga nila ni Seki, medyo naging off. Off talaga yung usapan nilang yun. Um, yeah, but I guess, yun. Yun yung medyo naging problema ko at the latter part. And buti na lang talaga nabawi din nung siya na mismo yung nag-give up the second time around. Nung talagang nagkabalikan na si si Uh, Streky tsaka si um, Najong. So, fortunately, tinanggap niya na yun, nakamove on na siya and as we have seen in the parang present day nila na scenes, he is happily in love with uh, his wife. So, yun nga. Happy naman ako sa kanya. Buti na lang may konting scene, alala niya yung scene na nahulog siya na may mga chicken and na-meet niya rin yung isang girl doon na may yung word na ginamit nila, hindi ko na-gets yun. Hindi ko na-gets yung hinahanap ni Najong yung sleeper. Yung pala yung meaning nun is medyo <laughs> iba sa mga taga-soul sa kumpara sa mga nasa uh, probinsya sa Busan. Iba yung meaning nung sleeper na word na ginamit. Anyway, i-google nyo na lang. May kita nyo yun <laughs> kung bakit. So, hindi ko rin siya na-gets. So, anyway, it's it's a good thing that he had this scene na may moment siya na parang kinilig. Well, hindi naman siya kinilig. Pero parang natuwa siya dun sa girl na nakita niya. And hopefully, kumaga, sa isip ko yun na lang. 
ininalagay ko na lang sa isip ko na yun yung nakatuluyan niya. <laughs> Para may peace of mind ako. So yun, uh, buti na lang nabawi din talaga yun. And the last thing that I don't really like about the series is how they had no interaction with the baby brother. Kasi diba, if you remember, uh, Yook Sungjae of B2B had um well supporting role. A short role dito, pero nasa present lang kasi siya. He is the younger brother of uh, Najong. So surprisingly dun sa story, diba, instead of finding out na nagmamenopause si Ilwa or si mother, eh, buntis pala talaga siya. At a very late age. And nanginayang lang ako because sa present, parang close silang lahat dun sa baby brother. But then, sa past, parang wala silang masyadong interaction na parang sila-sila mismo. Si, yung karakter ni Dong Il, tsaka ni Ilwa, tsaka yung mga kids. Sila yung may interaction but the kid, the baby brother was never really part of the conversation. Na parang napapaisip ako, ninaragbi ba nila yung bata? Kasi palaging tulog. Kasi parang palaging may time sila magchismisan, magluto, mag ano-anong ginagawa nila kung saan sila saan-saan sila pumupunta. Parang ako napapaisip, anong ginagawa nila doon sa bata? Saan? Nasaan yung bata? <laughs> na parang marami ako na imagine na si na parang pwedeng sana magbahay-bahayan si Najong, tsaka si Shreki, yung parang ganun. Anyway, very minor thing. But yun nga, isa pa sa somehow related to that um medyo talaga nalungkot ako sa character ni Song Dong Il tsaka ni Ilwa kasi compared sa reply 1988 meron silang group of friends din eh. may circle of friends din sila that they interact that they share their um, problems and their machismis dito kasi sila lang eh. Sila lang yung adult and they only talk to each other. They only share with each other. So, I feel sad somehow na parang yun yung na-miss ko sa reply 1994 compared sa reply 1988. Yun yung na-miss ko sa kanila. So, I guess it's one of the things na hindi ko masyado na gustuhan sa reply 1994 kasi aside from the moments that they had with the kids, yung moments na silang dalawa lang, wasn't really good for me, ah. Um, yung mga nagpipiknik sila or nag-uusap sila sa kwarto, nag-share sila ng problema. Um, even with the cancer scene, yung cancer scare. Although, yes, um, I feel sad. Umiyak ako dun sa moments na yun. Pero, somehow, hindi ko siya masyado pinansin. Parang, during the time that they had the discussion about their whole moment, diba? They were given their moment, eh. Um, in the series. During that time, I was like doing something else. Scrolling on Facebook, diba? Parang hindi siya na, nakuha yung attention ko. Whereas, with Reply 1988, all the scenes, pinanood ko talaga as in wala akong ginawa. Hindi ako nag-multitask. Because everybody's scene was very intriguing, um, exciting, and it, it was fun to watch. Yung scene ng mga bata, yung scene ng mga matatanda, lahat magaganda. And their interaction with each other, yung matatanda at yung mga bagets. Every scene was good. And yun yung medyo ng hinayang ko sa Reply 1994. And I guess that's why Reply 1988 is so good. Because we have seen such a development from all the other series na nauna sa kanila. Kaya, yun. 
Reply 1988 was really good for me. <laughs> Kasi yun, isa yun sa mga nagkita kong development sa kanila. Because the series, again, had an inter- a good cast of supporting adults as well. Yun. Um, and it doesn't really just focus on the kids. Dito kasi sa Reply 1994, talaga yung focus nila, yung mga bagets eh. Yung mga bagets lang talaga yung, yung focus nila. And, yeah, um, somehow it was good. But, again, you wish it could have been better. So, if I were to rate the series, again, of 1 out of 10, 10 being the highest, I would definitely give this a 7.5. Um, yung 0.5 kasi wala nga yung bata. <laughs> Namimiss ko yung makakita ng cute na baby sana, pero wala siguro silang na-hire. So, iniisip ko na lang nirarugby nila yung bata. <laughs> diba yung mga ano, yung namamalimos, diba yung mga part ng sindikato, sabi nila nakarugby yung mga ba- baby, kaya palaging tunog. I'm sorry, ang lame ng joke ko. I'm sorry. Oh my God, binabawi ko na. Anyway, yun. I would definitely give this a 7.5. And I think worthy naman talaga siya sa ratings na nakuha niya. And being one of the, uh, well, at a time, it was the highest rated K-drama series. I think it was worthy of it. Ang, ang ganda din talaga. I said, as I mentioned, I really love the love story. And oh my gosh, yung actor na nagplay na Shreki, or actually yung character na Shreki din, Oh my gosh, I think I've never been so in love with a character. Other than this, talagang, oh my gosh, parang naghahanap ako ng Shreki. As in, talagang Shreki na Shreki. Yung parang, yung character niya dito napaka-lalaki. Napaka, ay, hindi ko alam eh. Ang appealing talaga niya. Na, hindi siya ganun kapogi. Diyos ko, kumpara naman kay Yuyun. So, diba, mas pogi talaga si Yuyun. So, kumpara kay Jongwoo. Pero, Oh my gosh, yung appeal, yung charm. <laughs> Nung character niya na parang lalaking-lalaki, pero andiyan yung pagiging komedyante, na pagiging maloko. Ay, nako. <laughs> Ay, nako, kinikilig na naman ako. At, uh, sinasabi ko sa inyo, gusto ko talaga magkaroon ng temporary amnesia para panoorin ko ulit itong mga series na to. But anyway, again, if you have any questions or if you want to share your moments as well, na habang nanonood ka nitong Reply 1994, you can definitely send me a tweet or send me a DM. My Twitter is at TalksTita. And that's it. Watch out for the next ep- two more episode. Two more episode of this four-part series. The last one, <laughs> sa last one, after all the series na pag-usapan natin, The last one would be a battle between all the three series. So watch out for that. And that's it. Good night, kids. I love you, Bruno Mars. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.